this is not it will probably unfortunately get worse before they get better yeah whatever hello and welcome and thank you for tuning in to the mesh news debrief this is where we um do a weekly wrap-up of other stories that happened this week and if you didn't know already mesh news only covers news that deals with things that happen to you in your life and we completely negate all the stories in the news cycle that doesn't help working class middle class upper middle class people you know what i'm saying the people who actually make this country go uh we don't talk about um gossip we don't talk about shit that happened that another politician did like none of that shit it's only news that affects you and humanity because we have been trained over the years that infotainment and gossip and partisan talking points is news and it's fucking not and that's why right now you know we're in this era where we don't realize you know it's not red versus blue or you versus your neighbor or what have you. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And we're slowly turning into a um, what they call a neo-capitalist. It's a, 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 a neo-capitalist oligarchy where um, the rich control the you know the majority of the wealth and most people you know, live paycheck to paycheck, or, you know, within two months, you'd be completely wiped out. If something were to happen to you in your life, or if you got, you know, uh, injured, and you couldn't work for a while, what have you. So, you know, the lines have, uh, the, the gap between quality of living and what's fairness is, is just huge. So we only cover news that's going to affect humans and humanity as a whole. And this is, the, we're going to be covering stories from June 12th on Monday to today, Sunday, June 18th. And let's just get into it. Now, plastic air. Plastic air. When you say plastic air, you're sitting there like, what is plastic air? Well, the Journal of Physics discovered that... Let me just back up first and foremost. There's so much plastic in the food cycle now that uh, Americans, on average, eat about a credit card's worth of plastic every week. A credit card worth of plastic. You digest it. Um, people are doing autopsies now, and they're finding many people um, have plastic lodged in their organs, um, in their bloodstream, in their lung tissue, etc. Now, plastic is littering our bodies. I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures where they cut open seagulls dead seagulls on the side of the beach and you know what i'm saying even you know it doesn't look like they died from old age and they're full of pieces of plastic well the same things go for fish and um there's plastic in our rain water now do you understand plastic in our rain water because microplastic gets and uh, in, in landfills etc get swept up into the air and then they rain back down on us. So they're in our soil. In fact, there's so much microplastics. You'll learn this from my documentary, 2030 Vision Corporate Coup. You can check that out at meshnews.org. That's M-E-S-H-N-E-W-S.org. We covered in uh, the third section. And uh, it's so bad. There's It rains plastic now, right? It rains 
plastic. Let's not even get into in that documentary, you'll learn that it's not even safe to drink rainwater anymore. There's so many forever chemicals in our rainwater that it's unsafe to drink. And it's unsafe to drink rainwater anywhere on earth now. Isn't that bananas? But let's not get into that. You definitely should watch that documentary. Um, the thing is with our documentary is I don't talk through it. So it's a different way of watching a film and educating yourself. I don't want to talk through it. I just want to present the facts because if I talk through it, then that means I could influence you on to make a decision about the information. And it's taken me a while to kind of, this is a different way of filmmaking. There's not documentaries that don't narrate. I want to say 99.9999% of documentaries narrate. And they're telling you, so they're showing you visuals, etc. But then they're telling you how to think about it. And the only way I could make my movies and not be flagged for misinformation or what have you is if I don't narrate them. And plus, I don't want to influence what you think. But I do want to give you all the information. And that's the thing is, I don't want to tell you how to think about something, but I do want to give you all of the facts. And then I trust you to make up your own mind. And that is just something that is lost in news. And somebody said, well, man, your film's like a little dry or what have you. Well, I'm not trying to, it's, it's a film for people who want to educate them on what they missed. And since I'm a nerd and I fucking love the news cycle, I'm constant, like constantly, 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 what constantly, uh, consuming news content. I mean, besides the fact that in the morning, you know, when I'm not recovering from like an attack, you know, those radiation attacks I tell you guys about, yes, they still happen like almost every day. Just some days are more intense than the others. Um, today I just discovered that they put one of these things in my car, um, that emits this shit. It's pretty crazy, man. Uh, regardless. So when I'm not like recovering from this gnarly shit, I get to the news early in the morning. I wake up, you know, 6am, 5am and I do the news and I literally scrape all major news sources for all the news of the day. And then I sit there and I filter it through and believe it or not, there's so much news out there, but really there's only about five stories. And some days it's really hard to find just five stories that are actually going to affect a working man's life, a middle-class working man's life. Um, so maybe a professional upper middle class, a professional life. Um, you know, there's so much crap, things that we should be not concerned of, etc. So since I do all the hard work of paying attention to the news and I do that research purely for my films. This year, I'm hoping to take a course in, um, there's this course by this guy who used to do movie trailers uh, for the studios, and he teaches a class, and I'm going to get involved in that. So hopefully this next one will be a little more flashy. I totally get that, but at the same time, I still want to keep its heart, where um, it just presents you with the facts, and then you make up your own mind, and... Um, not a lot. Of, everyone wants to tell you how to think about something. I just want to show you the thing. I want to show you all the fucking information about the thing. And then you could be like, oh, okay, this is, I'm now going to make a decision about this. So anyways, you learn all about the plastic in our air, etc. 
But, you know, it was just people were just starting to measure the plastic in the air, but it was falling. But they they didn't think that maybe the plastic was so prevalent in our air that we are like constantly inhaling it. What they would think is it got blown up into the upper atmosphere and then it would come down with rain because rain, you know, gets a nucleus and it falls down to the ground. And believe it or not, uh, our vegetables, because microplastics... Our vegetables confuse microplastics for micronutrients and they suck them up in their roots. And now we're getting vegetables with microplastics in them. And they're cutting open vegetables and just finding plastic inside of them. But air wasn't such a big deal. Now, the Journal of Physics, now getting back to the news, I just wanted to prep you on that. So maybe if you heard the story, um, you'd want to go and, you know, learn more. But uh, plastic... uh, the Journal of Physics discovered this uh, this week that we inhale about 16 and a half pieces of plastic every hour, and this ends up accumulating in our throat. So not only are we not eating a not only are we not eat not only are we eating a credit cards with a plastic and everything, even the vegetables. Um, now they're finding out that per hour we inhale 16 and a half pieces of plastic. And it accumulates in our throats and in our lung tissue. And a lot of people don't know, plastics have phthalates in them. Phthalates, especially in women, specifically women, um, if you have a high concentration of phthalates in your blood, it'll make you infertile. And they discover this because at infertility clinics, um, the women who are the most infertile, etc., uh, when they test their blood, they're finding out those women have a higher level of phthalates in their blood. And the, high, and the highest concentration of phthalates comes from plastic, plastic in our food, plastic water bottles. They leach phthalates into the water when you leave the phthalates in the sun, when you leave the plastic bottle in the sun. Like, it's crazy. But Journal of Physics discovered that we inhale 16 and a half pieces of plastic every hour now. It's accumulating in our throats and our lungs. And we swallow this, etc. The microplastics are damaging lung tissue. They carry toxins because... They actually pick up other chemicals as they're flying through the air and they enter our bloodstream. They said the only way to reverse airborne microplastic pollution is to is for humans to stop using as much plastic. And a story that uh, we covered uh, a couple weeks back. And I think other news outlets concentrated on it too is like only like two or three percent of plastic ever gets recycled. It's maybe like five percent and really um, uh, gnarly, um, communities where they're really, really double down on their plastic recycling, but like 5% of plastic. So like, we need to really stop using plastic altogether. We need to, um, believe it or not, I know this sounds like some hippie shit, but like hemp has been shown. You can make plastic from hemp. You can make so many things from hemp just because of its fiber and the fact that it grows fast and then it can biodegrade. Um, it's crazy, but believe it or not, there can, there's plastic you can make out of hemp, um, and other bioplastics and they can, uh, essentially rid our world of this problem. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's just, it's not profitable, I guess, to, to do that. But we're inhaling a shit ton of plastic now. Now it's in the air. Before they thought maybe it was in the air, but now they're studying the air quality. Now they're finding like, yeah, not only is air now pollution, it's also plastics. We're now inhaling plastics. Crazy. Um, 
for the first time in, here's another cool story about at least the environment. Um, for the first time, wind and solar generated more electricity than coal in the United States in May 2023. This was made possible by low natural gas prices, milder winter, and new coal laws that says that they, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, can't burn if, uh, you know, they can generate the, the power, etc. And believe it or not, this is something that we could do if we actually scaled up our clean energy um, portfolio. And it's crazy. And we didn't even try to do that because let me tell you, oil and gas companies do not want you to use less oil and fucking gas. I mean, that's why they started the carbon credit system is because it was like a get out of jail free card. You know what I'm saying? They don't want you to use less. So this is totally, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just, a, this is just people who care about the environment, people who are uh, businesses who say, hey, I'm going to invest in clean energy, etc. The fact that, you know, people like Elon Musk bought Solar City. And then, you know what I'm saying, he really popularized getting solar, made it fashionable. I mean, remember the solar tiles, etc. Like, once you start making it invisible, once you start making these uh, things we need to do invisible, um, they start to catch on. And, you know, if, I mean, we shut down the country. Fuck, we shut down the entire world for three years. All the governments did. Um, except China, but that's because the, they sent it to us. But uh, they shut down the whole world economy over the spicy flu. Now think about if they had that much kind of same uh, discipline where they were just like, we have to do this. This is very important. This is our focus. It's COVID. We got to stop the spread. This is our focus. The whole world's focus is this thing. What if... Like, all the governments got together and been like, hey, our world focus is to stop fucking, you know, turning our, 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 our world into a fucking sewer. And also, we probably should just leave all that shit in the ground because it was in the ground. We should just probably leave it in there because that was obviously what the earth was telling us where I wanted to put that shit and do clean energy. I mean, we did it by not even trying. But this is only, I mean, you know how many decades and decades, environmentalists, environmental um, lawyers, envir um, uh, EPA, etc. were clawing for this, bro. This is a long journey. This is the very first month that the United States generated more power from clean energy than from coal fire plants. Do you know how huge that is? I don't think people think how, know how huge that is. Um, but yeah, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a slow death, bro. Um, but the rich people don't care because it didn't change their life. Speaking of death, Russia exported nukes to Belarus. And Belarus has begun receiving tactical nuclear weapons from Russia. And this is part of the new Russian Union, believe it or not. Uh, Russia's starting their own shit. They want to be like the United States. They want to call it the Russian Union. And they want former... USSR territories that are now their own countries like Belarus and Kazakhstan and shit like that. They want them to join essentially like the United States of Russia and they call it the Russian Union. And 
if countries just join, they will let they will let you have some of Russia's nukes. That's literally how he's saying, "Hey, join me and um, you know, j- join the Russian Union, etc." Because he's trying to restore the USSR. He just is. He just is. I'm not trying to say NATO isn't also flexing. I mean, fucking a. I know. I mean, I'm never gonna deny that. You know, the United States isn't a. a you know, being held hostage by the military-industrial complex and that, and national security state. So, but I think both parties got their fucking hands dirty. I mean, fucking, you know, the guy, the guy illegally invaded. Uh, but at the same time, we were also flexing on him. I don't know. I, I really think it's a cat's game, to be honest. Uh, I am rooting for my team. Don't get me fucking twisted on that. Uh, I'm not anti-United States. But I think both sides got their hands dirty on this shit. I mean, the guy's a former spook. You know what I'm saying? He was part of the uh, Russia KGB. He's not fucking stupid. He knows what he's doing. But he's now exporting nukes. So Belarus is like the first person to kind of join the like the Russian Union, I guess. The United the United States or United Countries or Federations of Russia or whatever we want to call it. And so... He's kind of showing all the other countries he's already pitched this to. Hey, if you join us, we'll let you have some of our nukes. Lots of, there are only like, I think like seven countries that have nukes or something like that. Something crazy like that. I think more, maybe 10. Hold on, let me Google that right now while I'm on the, oh, that's uh, chat GPT. How about that? Oh, it's chat GPT right now. What countries, what countries have nukes I'm telling you you got to get the you got to get the the $20 a month uh chat gpt man there's just so many plugins they got this one that searches google so now I'm only you getting google search results you know what I'm saying so it's like google on steroids but okay, so there's nine countries that have nukes. So yeah, but that's huge. So now all these other countries are gonna have fucking nukes now if they join uh, Putin's, um, you know, Putin's treehouse club. And um, now Russia's still gonna control where those nukes move and go to, but they get to have them and they can flex them on opposing countries. But he's already started this with Belarus. He's already starting to move tactical nukes into that country. And I don't know if you guys notice on Twitter, everyone, well, especially on Twitter, let me tell you, if you uh, care about what's happening in the world, you need to be on Twitter. You just need to be on Twitter. You just need to be on there. Everything is happening on there. When news happens, it happens first on Twitter, and then it gets dispersed to like Reddit. And then from Reddit, we all know everyone from Facebook and Instagram steals from Reddit. So by like the third day, when all this new shit is happening... You know what I'm saying? It's it's now trickled down to all the other um, websites. You got to get on Twitter just to make a Twitter account. And just even if you don't talk to people on Twitter or what have you, I follow a fuck ton of people on there because I just want to drink from the fire hose. And whenever something happens, it happens first on Twitter. I don't know why. It just does. But probably because it's now going to be a, exclusively a free speech platform, probably a lot more exclusive shit's going to be happening on Twitter. I mean, Tucker moved to fucking Twitter. Whether you like him or not, the dude, 
did you see the numbers? Did anybody see the numbers on that Tucker? He's got 116 uh, views on just his first little 20 minute show. Did you know that is more than pe- more than the people who more than the number of people who watched the Super Bowl last year? And last year was the most watched Super Bowl ever. Isn't that crazy? And he doesn't even run ads. He doesn't even run ads. What is that? Right? He got 116 million views. That's more than people watch the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is the most watched television uh, program in the United States. Crazy. Can you think about what it would cost per second to advertise on Tucker's show now at that point? At this point, like he had on his very first show. I mean, whether you like the guy or not, that is crazy impressive. 116 million. Like that's more than the Super Bowl. More than the Super Bowl. That's 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 impressive. Right? Doesn't matter what side you're on. Anyways, Russia's exporting nukes. And I don't know if anybody's noticed from um, Twitter, but there's been a lot of military hardware being moved and like all sorts of crazy things happening. Uh, and people are filming all these mil- all these troop movements throughout the United States. And I wonder if that's the United States way, because you have to understand our enemies are on Facebook, they're on Twitter, whatever. They're watching our social media. Maybe they put on that show because the United States, here's the thing. If you're the baddest motherfucker, you don't have to say you're the baddest motherfucker. So it doesn't, other countries are still trying to prove themselves. So they do these grandiose things where they advertise they're moving nuclear weapons and shit like that. And they flex and, you know, like Kim Jong-il, he's always advertising his uh, missile program and shit. We drop the bomb. So we don't need to, we don't need to flex to remind our enemies why they should fear us. I mean, fuck, we, we hosted the G7. If you don't remember our last episode, we hosted the G7 at fucking Hiroshima. The sit. Do you understand? Do you see how we, do you see how we remind our enemies why we're the baddest motherfuckers? So like, I'm thinking possibly because so much of this troop movement has been uh, these videos of like fucking tanks on trains and all these troop movement going on. There's a shit ton of like a whole fleet of those uh, Ospreys, you know, those helicopter planes that turn into regular planes or whatever. Um, The things that people, you know, jump out of on. uh, What do you call it? Modern warfare and stuff. Um. Yeah, down in San Diego, other military hardware is moving and being in 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 major cities. I think that's kind of like the Hiroshima thing. Like we're just we're not gonna say you better listen to us. We're just going to we're gonna show, not tell. And that's what the baddest motherfucker does. He doesn't. You know what I'm saying? The uh, uh you know what I'm saying. The the lion doesn't need to roar to to remind you know what I'm saying the hyenas that they need to. You know what I'm saying? Check their shit. And I think that's kind of what that was. I think that's a response to this Belarus shit is where we hype the shit up out of... uh, They moved those nukes this week. And now all of a sudden, everyone all over the country is reporting all this military hardware moving around in a very grandiose fashion. I feel like that's our way of flexing on them, to be honest. Me personally. But yeah, they're... Got nukes over there now. This is getting escalated, bro. Like, even if a nuke gets shot out of the air, right? 
even if a nuke gets fired or launched and some and 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 systems divert it it's still going to be crazy damaging for all of our health um and i just i don't know how that will work i think if russia th- gets to the point where they think they're going to shoot a tactical nuke they're going to have to shoot a fuck ton of nukes I don't think they're just going to shoot one and wait to see what happens. I think if they have to use one, they're going to use a fuck ton. And then that nightmare scenario of all out nuclear war will, will happen. I already detailed that in a previous, in a previous podcast of like how that would happen. Like the shit is getting real. It's getting fucking real. But I think all that troop movement on Twitter is, um, is us flexing. Like you guys better, do you did you forget who we are? You know what I'm saying? You know we hosted the meeting in Hiroshima. Like we're 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 subtly reminding we will never advertise because we are the baddest motherfuckers. So you need to think about that when you see things happen in the news. Like some things are subtle subtle reminders that you don't fuck with us. Anyways, so that's happening. Fucking scary. World War Three. Thank God I'm old too old for the draft. But, you know what I'm saying? I better start learning Spanish. Because that's the only way I'm, the only place I'm going to be able to retreat to. Um, Let's see here. Oh, AI. Uh, here's, uh, you know, you know how they compared AI to as serious as like a nuclear bomb? You remember that argument being made? This is kind of weird. So speaking of nuclear bombs and things related to nuclear bombs and AI, um, there's this bill, Senators Hawley and Blumenthal, Proposed a bill. It's uh, proposed a bill to exclude generative AI from Section Two Hundred and Thirty protections. Hmm. The bill would allow you to sue a company if its AI gave you the wrong advice that was harmful. Major companies like Microsoft could face business-ending amount of lawsuits if this was passed. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but that's fucking interesting. It didn't pass, but they introduced it. But the way people are now looking at AI, you know, there's something like, I don't know if you hang out in the AI space now. I like to keep my finger on the pulse. I follow a shit ton of people who follow that news. So if something big enough that will affect your life comes in the news cycle. So like I said, I only cover headlines that are going to affect working people. Um, that's going to be interesting. You know, in the AI space, what is seen as an art form is prompts, knowing how to talk to the AI to get it to produce these certain things. And prompting now is almost turning into this really niche, uh, art form prompt prompting, knowing how to pull out of the AI, what you need. And, um, that's interesting because believe it or not, like prompting, it is its own, it's turning into its own creative thing right now and being able to tweak. And I will tell you, cause I use AI for work now. Um, you know, there's a lot of finessing. If you want to get some amazing results, you hear about all these crazy things with AI, you have to finesse the shit out of it. You have to 
ask it this and then ask it that. And okay, well, you gave me some data that I liked, but how about we narrow this down? And then sometimes it doesn't understand you and then it spits out crap. So then you have to go back a few things. And like, so being able to prompt AI is its own art form. So is that its own creation? I don't know. But section 230 is, they're trying to deny... AI Section 230 protections. I don't know how that can be abused, and I'd be interested to see what some lawyers think how that can be abused. Because like I've said in the past in previous podcasts, at least on the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast, not on uh, the debrief, which I also um, co-broadcast on the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast channel. But um, it'd be interesting because in COINTELPRO... And COINTELPRO 2.0, I've learned how an AI tool can be used as a tool or as something nefarious. The same way nuclear can be used as to power homes or to make a bomb. You have to also understand laws are the same way. There are many laws that get passed that are not in our best interest. And, uh, you know, I'd just be really interested in see how that... It seems like, you know what I'm saying, something noteworthy, but I wonder how that could be abused. And it's important to look at it both ways like that, but that's going on. And that's something you should keep your eye on because section 230, um, you know, has to deal with, you know, uh, web security and web privacy, etc. And so every time you go in and start messing with the already loose laws that really don't protect us anyway, because the NSA just does what the fuck they want. Um, it gets tricky. It gets tricky. Um, there's this new AI called Photo AI. What a great... Um, but it's the world's first artificial intelligence photographer. And for 99 bucks, you can upload 30 pictures of yourself. That's it. And then you can create entire professional photo shoots from those text prompts. So they're saying it's going to probably render... A lot of photographer jobs obsolete because all you have to do is upload photos of your face from like 30 different positions. And then the same, you can just type in, uh, you know, have me wearing this dress right here. And then you put a link to the dress or whatever. Um, and it'll put the clothes on you. Um, it's not getting quite advanced there, but it's getting there to that point. But you can put yourself in any outfit, any setting, and it's photorealistic, like photorealistic. It looks just like you as a photo. And you never took the photo, it never happened, etc. But they're saying like commercial photographers, etc., are going to be, you know, um, undercut by this as this technology gets better and better. So, I mean, how crazy is that? But I think that's interesting because I think photographer might be one of the might be some of the the first wave of jobs that gets taken because this new mid-journey AI stuff is getting better. I, I imagine it's probably built off of something similar off of mid-journey. But now you can just upload photos and then just type in a prompt like ChatGPT and it will just create a photo, a realistic photo um, that looks just like you, looks like you put on those clothes, like you, like you pose for those photos or like they happened, etc. And they never happened, ever. They're saying it's going to take a a lot of advertising agencies, marketing agencies, and corporations are going to pay for that service because it's less than $100 a month. 
And then now you don't have to pay because photographers, you know, you pay them for their skills because they also know how to set up lighting. They know compote, they know composition. I mean, there's photographers know what the fuck they're doing. But if you train an AI to do all that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're definitely going to have to change their skill set. It's getting pretty crazy. The world of media is going to get out of control. Like, in the next 10 years, and 10 years from now, I think you'll be able to put a... T- uh, you'll be able to literally, like... You know how you do voice search on that Alexa remote that they have? I really love that. The Alexa voice search on your TV remote. Um, Amazon has that. You'll just be able to say a prompt into your remote to Netflix, say, um, create me a documentary on, you know, um, rats in New York City. And then it will literally generate you a one of a kind or like the way you, you know, you know, way you, you, you prompt chat, chat GPT, the way you ask chat GPT, like, um, you know, what is the correlation between these two subjects? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? And then tell me how this is influenced by, you know, reggae music or whatever. Like you can just pull subjects out of your, out of your ass and chat GPT will write you a full on custom report on that and deliver it to you. Well, the way that AI is now changing the media landscape, now you don't even need a photographer. And it's going to get to the point where it's going to be just as good as and do everything a photographer can do. Um, not video just yet, but this is what I'm talking about. Within 10 years, by 2030, you're going to be able to just say, uh, make me a documentary on the fly. Make me a documentary about rats in New York City and how they influence pop culture. That documentary doesn't exist. And it'll take those prompts. And you've seen already those video generating AIs where there's, they'll, they will they have like an AI of like Will Smith eating spaghetti or, do you know what I'm saying? Have you seen those? And they look kind of weird and funky now, but think about how what Midjourney looked like just a couple years ago. And that's AI to video, text prompt. In 10 years, that shit is going to, it's going to be like the difference between the first iPhone and the iPhone, you know, 15 we're coming up on. I think that's going to be the future of media. You're just going to be like, you know, make me, uh, you know, uh, a documentary about blah, 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 blah. And then it'll do its own thing and then spit it out to you. And it'll create a whole body of shows. Like there's not going to be, yeah, it's getting that crazy. It's getting that crazy. If you see the tea leaves on all the, all the different parts, those, all the different parts, you know, being able to write things on being able to write things on on uh, on the fly, being able to replicate famous voices, so you can have what's that one guy? What's that one popular nature guy? He does those nature documentaries for BBC. I forget what his name is. Cool guy though. Anyways, so yeah, they'll just be able to, and it'll be narrated by a famous person, and the video will be all auto-generated. Like it'll just, or it'll pull clips and chop them up already according to the audio. They're already doing that. They're already doing that. There is already Adobe AI where you have Adobe AI generate a script and then it automatically pulls B-roll footage from Adobe stock to correlate along with the AI generated voiceover and you can just make content like boom, just like that. It's going to get to the point where that's Netflix in the future. Imagine that. I don't think, I really think universal basic income, man. I hate, I hate to think about it because it seems like some commie shit, but 
there's only thing that's going to be left is like fucking construction jobs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, what's going to be left? You know what I'm saying? It's going to be, you know, the blue collar guys, I think will be the last one to go. And they're slowly trying to figure out how to take that, those jobs away with robots, you know, Boston dynamics and shit. So that's interesting. That's something you should keep your pulse on or it's getting to the point where you can have entire photo shoots that never happened. All you have to do is feed it photos of yourself and they're photo realistic. You should check that out. Let's see here. Whatever some other news I covered this week that I thought was important that you should definitely, definitely uh, put in your brain. Um... This is huge. An agricultural leviathan. This company called uh, Bungie and Viterra. These are two huge agricultural megacorporations. And they're merging to form one of the biggest agricultural corporations ever. And already people are saying that the merger is going to face regulatory scrutiny due to this huge size and it's going to impact on global agriculture as a whole. And this is important because, I mean, you know, there's been whole documentaries done on like how Monsanto will sue these farmers into the dirt because some of some Monsanto seed like blew into their field and they don't use Monsanto seed. And there's so much crazy stuff where corporations are bankrupting our farmers and then buying their farmland and only rich people are going to own all the fucking farmland. And so they can control food prices, etc. This is also scary because these two large, already large agricultural corporations are merging. People are saying there's going to be all sorts of lawsuits, etc. But you have to understand these corporations you know they're getting bigger and bigger and they all the, and they're just these machines that make money and the decisions they make are not based on humanity they're based on making money and legally they have to think uh, make decisions based on making money did you know that legally if you make a decision that's not in the best interest of your shareholders if you're a public, publicly traded company you can get fucking sued so legally um you have to make decisions to make money. So if that means cutting costs, using different pro- lower cost labor, um, paying people lower, using lower grade ingredients or using like a cheaper thing that protects crops but poisons humans' food or whatever, like these things are going to happen on top of them being able to help control food prices. Nobody covered that this week. Nobody covered that this week. That's a huge fucking story. Huge. Here's another huge story for humanity. Is this seems like science fiction, right? But the very first factory in outer space launched. And uh they're from California. What what? Um they're called Varda and they launched the first space-based pharmaceutical factory uh satellite and it's a large satellite and it, what it does is it allow, well, right now they're just starting out with pharmaceuticals, but most people are saying if you manufacture things in space, you're not limited to, you know what I'm saying? You can reduce pollution to the earth. Um, you can make things as big as you want because there's no constraints. There's no gravity. So you can construct things just like enormous, etc. 
Um, but these people are the very first people to do it and they did it. And this, you know, and now all these other companies, now that Varda has showed that they can do it, now all these other companies are going to do it. And this, I think, you know, it's going to take some years for this to change uh, commerce, but the first of something that happens is always very important. But Varda was the very first one. Um, and they are going to be manufacturing pharmaceutical drugs in space. It's just this automated robot, and it's going to um, put the drugs together in space and then drop them back down to us. And But this is a historical leap for humanity in manufacturing, and it, it's going to lead to leaps in research and development globally, if anything, uh, sooner than later. Here's an interesting story. This happened. This was actually going around on Twitter. And this was actually, people were calling this out on Twitter. What happened was the U.S. Treasury Department um, quietly reported uh, some numbers this week. And then people from Twitter uncovered it. And this is also the reason why you should join Twitter. Besides the fact that I think it's going to be one of the biggest social media platforms in the next five years. Um... They, they, and this report that the Treasury Department put out ended up, you know, revealing that the U.S. debts, our debt that we pay on per month, the payment on our debt is the fourth largest expense that we pay nationally. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, think about your first largest expense. That's your rent. Your second is probably like your car note. Um, you know what I'm saying? Your third is probably like, um, necessities like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, gas for your car, insurance, health insurance, your phone, but the fourth is like food and your, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your cell phone bill, etc. Like the fourth most expensive thing that U S spends money on every month now is just the interest payment on our national debt. And, and as of today, our national debt is up to 32, $32 trillion a month, $32 trillion. And the interest that we pay on our national debt is more than we spend on veterans benefits and services, education and transportation combined per month. Just the interest on our national debt. This goes back to what I was saying, like a third world war might be the only way we fucking reverse this. It's very important to realize that the U.S. currency is not backed by gold. It's backed by our advanced military. It's backed by an ass whooping. If anybody wants to ask you, what is the dollar backed by? It's backed by a, the promise of an ass whooping. And, you know, Gaddafi figured that, figured that out. That's why we went and fuck, took that dude out. It's because he was starting, he was going to start his own currency backed by gold and oil. And he was going to um, popularize that. And then all of a sudden, we found out that they needed some freedom over there. Pretty crazy. But I, I really think that, you know, a third world war is um, how we unbury ourselves from this. Real talk. Because then we get to re, you know what I'm saying, divide up the checkerboard. Um, so that's scary. Is the military industrial complex is, you know, build up of its military and eventually will make us have to go to war to pay for the military. That's interesting. 
But overall, the reason why this payment is now our fourth largest monthly expense over things as huge as Department of Transportation and Education and Veterans, like the VA and VA and, and Veteran Services, etc., is because this is due to when we, what's it called, pass the new debt ceiling deal. And it's our previous debt and our new debt rolling over with interest. Fucking crazy, right? Um, the intelligence agencies have found, here's another, here's, you know, speaking of the government, here's another story. The intelligence agencies have found a fourth amendment loophole because they passed the law. The FCC passed a law that says that internet service providers can collect your data and sell it. Now that was during the Trump administration. They passed that, that legislation. The U.S. intelligence agencies now can legally buy and store all the personal data on you without any oversight. So now the Fourth Amendment, if you're not well-versed, is the amendment against illegal search and seizure. Well, since now you're... Isn't that crazy how the government... This is what I'm talking about with the Section 230 and the AI thing. Isn't that crazy how that's... A loophole. A lot of people are just like, oh man, these corporations are going to be able to buy our data. That's not, that's kind of weird. And I don't really like that. No, 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 no. They had bigger op, they had bigger, they had bigger visions. Um, they found out that U.S. intelligence agencies um, are buying and storing a fuck ton of data on every single one of us. And the director of national intelligence published a declassified report from 2002 detailing the practice that has been going on for quite some time now. And essentially what they said in legalese in the report is this data is essentially being used to gather dirt on every single American in case they need to use it on you if you ever expose them or you fight against them. How fucking crazy is that? So a a law that they passed you know, four years ago um, that we saw was just more corporatocracy. Actually, you know what I'm saying, was also majorly benefiting the intelligence agencies. So they can build a dossier on all of us. Like that uh, like that scene in The Matrix, remember when they brought in uh, Neo and then the agents had that file on him and all that other shit? Like, essentially like that. So if you ever fucking have any kind of dirt on the government or you see some or you have some corruption that you want to report etc now they have a dossier on you like yeah well we know that you cheat on your wife or whatever what are you gonna you you know what i'm saying you're gonna risk your marriage for that what if somebody anonymously censor these photos of this girl you're texting or what like it can get crazy you know what i'm saying but that's essentially what they're doing they're building dossiers on all of us that's bananas um, section 702, speaking of national intelligence, here's another huge story that happened this week. Section 702, the White House, the uh, section 702, the White House has backed the renewal of 7 section 02, which allows for warrantless wiretaps of Americans. Now, a lot of people don't know section 702 was a creation of the neocon era Bush, George W. Bush administration. They're renewing it. They're renewing this thing that a neocon administration created. But the Biden administration is backing the renewal of it. 
Advocates say it's to catch drug smugglers and other criminals. But essentially, a Section 702 allows the loophole to for the NSA to illegally surveil U.S. citizens. I don't. I don't think Biden's sitting there like, you know, uh, wringing his hands like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to spy on everyone." I just think that it's now part of Washington. The deep state is part of Washington, and now, you know how a lot of um, people who get voted into office they have to do. You know, the people who who got them there, all their donors. They have to play ball with them and let their shit go through. I think the deep state now is this new thing that every new president has to, you know what I'm saying, like spar with. It's pretty crazy, bro. People really don't have any idea of the precedence that the that George W. Bush administration set for, pre- for administrations way down the road. This guy changed the whole game, bro, with that 9-11 shit. The whole game. But we're going to renew it. And that allows the government to keep their eyes and ears on you for the most thinly strung together bullshit. Let's see here. Here's something interesting. Um, Speaking of governments, the UN chief blasted fossil fuel giants um, and says, leave coal, oil, and gas in the ground where it belongs. He says he, he, he published this video. Um, he urged oil and gas companies to stop kneecapping climate change. Um, he also kind of came out and just fucking said it, uh, that corporations need to stop using loopholes um, to get away with, uh, more polluting. And what's going on right now is a lot of corporations are trying to say coordinated, uh, forcing coordinated climate caps violates antitrust laws. And that's a loophole that they're using in many countries to, to continue rates of pollution. And, um, so the direct, the UN, UN came out. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to the UN, I mean, I follow the UN, I follow the World Economic Forum, I follow the World Bank. I retweet a lot of them because, you know, a lot of these um, groups, they get demonized. Do you know what I'm saying? They get demonized. And what you need to do is instead of just taking other people's hot takes on shit, you should follow them. I retweet the World Bank. You know what I'm saying? I retweet their shit. Not because I'm pro World Bank. I don't hate the World Bank. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not in finance, so you know what I'm saying. Uh, I you know I imagine there's some corruption happening, but I don't fucking know. But I retweet these huge pe- these huge organizations because I want you to see what they're up to on my uh, Mesh News Descent account. We have a content account and we have a chat account because I don't want to clutter. If you just want if you just want the content and you don't want the hot takes and the etc. And, and, and my bullshit, then just follow the content account. But, um, I, um, I published that on our chat account where on Twitter, I mainly do my interaction on Twitter just because that's where news happens, by the way. Um, but you know, I follow these people, the UN, the world health organization, and I retweet them as much as I can. Sometimes I agree with it. Sometimes I don't. But it's important that you know what they're doing. And I don't think a lot of people follow these people. So you'll be seeing them in my in my feed. 
you know, not everything in my feed is uh, support, but it's also not a slam, etc. So I follow the guy in the UN, and he came out against these guys. And this guy, since the UN is essentially like the world government. You know what I'm saying? Even though the United States does whatever the fuck we want. Um, and we kind of created the UN. But other countries take that shit really seriously. And where these polluters are getting away with polluting is in third world countries where they don't have crazy legislation. And even in first world countries, and they're, and they're sliding on this. And I think he came out against this because I don't know if you remember, but last week's episode, I, I, I reported that we already, we've already, there's this, um, all the comp- countries co- came together at COP27, I think, and we all made an agreement. We weren't going to emit as much shit to make sure to not raise the world's temperature by 1.5 degrees by 2030. And we have like an energy, we have a, a CO2 budget we have to spend. And we have all these monitors all over the country to monitor the concentration of CO2 and shit in the atmosphere. And then we you know, do a report. Well, come to find out, we're not even halfway through this decade and we've already spent half of the carbon budget. So we're not going to make that 1.5 degrees. It's, it's a fucking loophole. And that's probably why this guy came out against that. It's a big deal. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but just like with Nazi Germany, that guy didn't overnight just said, we need to throw all the Jews on the train. It happened slowly over time. Well, the same things that happened with climate. And it happened slowly over time. I mean, I reported last week where Insurance companies are pulling out altogether of certain states because the climate, the damage from climate change that's about to, to come on to them, like states that get hit by tor- uh, uh, um, tornadoes and heat waves and wildfires and droughts, um, they're not going to be able to make money in those states pretty soon. So we're pulling out before that even happens. Um, this doesn't seem like it's happening, but it's happening right in front of our face, but we're so distracted by all this other fucking bullshit. So that was, that's kind of a big deal. Um, here's something really fucking scary that happened this week. Oh my God. I swear to God. Every time a dystopian movie comes out, I think you should just see that as time travelers came here and wrote that story for us as like a warning about shit that's going to happen in the future. I swear to God. So researchers at Emory University have discovered a way to turn off the oxytocin receptors using CRISPR. You know, uh, that thing that edits your DNA. CRISPR technology. You can just inject it, you know what I'm saying? Oxytocin receptors are responsible for processing a majority of human emotions. Further development of this science will allow someone to turn off feelings in the human brain. And how crazy is that? Remember that remember that that movie Equilibrium where they invented that thing called gun fu? Do you remember that movie Equilibrium? Um uh Christian Bale was in it back in the day. And that was the premise of the movie is that no one had emotions and then once a day everyone injected themselves with that drug that killed their emotions. And that was, that allowed this giant authoritarian state to rule the world. Remember that? I swear to God, like, how come all these nightmares are coming true? That is not good. 
what if we have another pandemic or what if they find out they, they're finding out a way to inc- make uh, put vaccines inside of food? Did you know that they figured out how to put vaccines inside of food? There's no way this won't be absolutely abused in the future, but they already found out how to turn your emotions off. They found it. They figured it out. Oxytocin. Oxytocin is a chemical responsible when you see your kids and you see them and you fucking love them and you do anything for them. That's oxytocin. Believe it or not. They found out how to turn that shit off in your brain. They figured it out. That's just something you know, you should keep your eye on. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Stop stop messing with the recipe, man. There's no way that doesn't get abused, get abused by the intelligence agencies to make someone like a fucking sociopath and then put them on a shooting rampage and they dose them with it. And then they have their guy fucking do the autopsy and make sure they don't report. Like, who the fuck knows? So there's, they don't find traces of it. All I know is that that's bad. We should probably stop researching that science. What are we going to use that for? What are we going to need that for? Why, why would we need to not feel emotions? Why are they, what, are they going to inject that into our fucking soldiers and then have them go out in the fucking battlefield or put that in their food ration? I mean, that all sounds dystopian, right? But like, fucking A, the, the goddamn, um, what was that, 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 that shit that happened, um, where they were testing, uh, God, what was that shit called? Tuskegee experiment. They just start, the government just tested shit on Americans, like, they just they just do things and they all and it's only when they get caught do they go mm, our bad like so that's crazy they shouldn't be researching that that's insane but how crazy is that they t- figured out how to turn off our emotions using CRISPR uh, more from the world of science um, believe it or not there was always this theory that the reason why our planet has water is because of asteroids. And there was this mission in 2005 where uh, we went and we collected samples from an asteroid and then we brought them back to earth. And we finally have been, we've been, we're still going over the data, you know what I'm saying? They have to look at the chemical compositions of those things, etc. And, there was this theory, it was called wet asteroid theory, where asteroids brought water to the to Earth, and we were just bombarded by so many asteroids, and eventually that's where all of our water came from. Well, they found out now that is true. That is no longer a theory. That is 100% true. They discovered salt crystals on that sample from that asteroid mining mission, mission and this discovery proves that asteroids are wet. It was a complete theory up until now, but that's why we have water. It's probably, you know, that's why we have water. And now this fills a huge gap in our knowledge about how habitable planets form. So I thought that was pretty awesome. That affects humanity because that changes everything we, you know, that changes earth science. That's going to change the textbooks. Um, here's a sad story. The FBI got caught grooming a teenage boy who was a bit learning disabled. He wasn't retarded or autistic, but he had some learning disabilities. The FBI got caught grooming a teen American teenage boy online by catfishing him, acting as a fellow teen. The FBI arrested the teen at 18 because they first they groomed him, meaning they hyped him up. He probably didn't have friends. That's probably why they, they singled him out. You know what I'm saying? 
And um, so they befriended him. He didn't have any friends. Somebody who doesn't have any friends and all of a sudden they get someone who cares a lot about what they have to say, etc. You, you know what I'm saying? They could influence you to do stupid shit because he just wants to have friends to do anything for you. He doesn't want that to go away. Um, which is why this is so horrible. But it got found out that the 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 uh, um, the intercept uh, broke the story that the FBI arrested the teen at eighteen after they groomed him for the past couple years online, acting as his friend um, for supporting terrorists. They encouraged him to like steal a hundred dollars from. Sorry, cut off there, but yeah. So they groomed this uh, they groomed this kid for a couple years, and they you know. Um, they had him, uh, you know, hey, steal $100 from your mom or whatever and get this gift card and then send it to ISIS for me, etc. And over the couple of years, they got, it was to pledge allegiance to ISIS. And then over the next couple of years, it amounted up to like 800 something dollars. It was menial. But the, and, but our uh, federal law enforcement agencies groomed this kid. Um, he already had low test scores. They already knew he had learning disabilities. Um, I mean, if you're online joining fucking ISIS as a teen, there's a huge chance you probably don't have any fucking friends. But so they got him to do this shit. And he got in the habit of it, doing it, right? For this for this guy who was pretending to be his friend. And then once they wait, they kept doing that and waited for him to turn 18 to when he sent another one of these gift cards, right? Your brain isn't like corporations won't even let you rent a car until you're 25 because a corporation knows your brain doesn't make uh, adult decisions till you're 25. That's a real medical fact. That's the, that's the reason why you can't, uh, by the way, that's the reason why you can't rent a car until you're 25. Um, because they, they, they have, they have data that shows you're not going to make good decisions because you're still a young moron. You still have a teenage brain up until you're 25. Did you know that? Not a lot of people know that. You still have a developing, almost teenager-like brain up until you're 25. Um, but yeah, so they waited for this kid to turn 18, and then they arrested him for supporting ISIS. But not until after they groomed this lonely fucking guy. Which, you know what I'm saying? You probably would have, you know what I'm saying? He probably would have joined the Church of Satan. You know what I'm saying? You don't exactly join ISIS when you know you're a teenager or support them or whatever, unless you're probably a giant loser with no friends and no girls calling you. So that's fucked up, and we need to look more closely at processes and situations where this happens. Um, another crazy story that happened was BlackRock, the huge. Investing megalith BlackRock has filed an application with the SEC to launch the iShares Bitcoin Trust, a Bitcoin ETF. What this is going to make it easy for is investors to buy Bitcoin without being tech savvy. That's how they said they're doing it. So they want to offer Bitcoin to their group of investors. It's pro and most likely the reason why Bitcoin's price has been dropping is because they're probably getting some whales to um, scare the market, and now BlackRock is going to be buying all this Bitcoin on the fucking cheap. There's no reason why BlackRock would get into something unless they they don't make they don't make 
poor investing decisions, especially since they have like the whole fucking chessboard. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they just, they can see the fucking chessboard. But this is going to be huge for crypto overall because it signals that this major corporation is going to get involved in something that was considered um, a speculative asset. Anyways, getting into more health news. This is kind of different. This is something that you should definitely know because it's going to affect how you see things, how you see the news, how you see people that you know around you, etc. New research now links schizophrenia to an autoimmune disorder like lupus. So believe it or not, people who have lupus are more prone to being schizophrenic or have had lupus. Well, I mean, I don't think you have can have lupus. I think you always have it. But um, people who have lupus are also, uh, you know what I'm saying, um, what's it called, more prone to being schizophrenic and vice versa. And they're saying that this could revolutionize treatment for mental disorders so they can be treated with treatments that we use to treat physical ailments because they're now finding that the mind and the body are a lot more connected than once previously thought. So now there's uh, mental health professionals are saying now your entire health profile has to be considered before they give you a mental diagnosis. So that's good. That's bad, but it also changes things. It also changes how you may look at people, etc. But that's interesting now that they're, they're understanding that there is a huge correlation now between your body's health and your and things that happen to your mind. Um, so yeah, it's going to essentially, like I said, change the textbooks as well. Um, here's another headline. Texas, Texas governor uh, signed a legislation banning trans women and girls from college athletics. The, the law would allow students to sue schools if they allow trans athletes. LGBTQ plus advocates say this will encourage a trend in legislation against their community as a whole. And I kind of see that happening. But at the same time, trans, men, uh, 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 trans female athletes have been breaking some fucking records. Um, I personally, this is, you know what I'm saying? I see this whole, I mean... Medically, even, you know, I've been doing research on this too, because I want to see if this is legitimate when this, this argument, but people who take female hormones, even though it lowers their bone density and their muscle mass, etc., people on hormone therapy, they still have a physical advantage over the athletes, unfortunately. And if anything, what I think this is going to be is I think there needs to be like an unlimited class for sports where men and women um, fight for the same trophy. I mean, they have it in racing. I don't know if you know that in racing. Like I used to be big into desert racing uh, back in my 20s. And they have something called an unlimited class where like anything goes. This is what the this is what the objective is. And the first person to get there is first place. Um, maybe that'll open that up for sports. So there won't be women's and males. Maybe there'll be like an unlimited class and just anybody can compete. And if females think they can beat a male or what have you, anybody, and that might be the solution for this sports, uh, um, argument is to have an unlimited class for things. 
I mean, there's a lot of women in UFC, man, who are fucking bad. It will fuck a dude up. Like, so, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think, I think females, you know, um, are just as strong as men in lots of things or can train to compete in a men's, uh, capacity. There are some certain sports where that's been showing to not necessarily be true, you know, or the, the alternative is, is allow trans women into female sports, but then allow the females to take as many fucking steroids as they want on many performance enhancing drugs as they want, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Well, that, then we'll get a WNBA where then everyone can fucking dunk. So, I mean, there's always that, you know what I'm saying? People might start watching it, but maybe like an unlimited class, uh, is the, is the solution for this. Uh, because it seems like the, the country is really split on things and there needs to be a happy medium on this. Because there's plenty of people who, you know what I'm saying, they feel like they're born in the wrong body. body. And who, this, who's, who the fuck are the say? Who the fuck are you to say that? That's not true. You don't know. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know what you like? How do you know what you feel like? Um, I know there is grooming that happens. And, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't think um, a four-year-old is, you know what I'm saying, non-binary or whatever. Like, all this crazy shit that's happening. That's bananas. I mean, shit, man, that's, yeah, people are getting too crazy. A lot of it is these, these parents though, they want to, they want to, um, virtue signal that they're so fucking, that they're an ally, et cetera. I mean, fucking, hey, I'm a fucking ally. I think you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Does the constitution say you can do it? Cool. Then leave that motherfucker alone. Real talk. I mean, shit. Um, I got one of them lanyards on my fucking keys. I got them one. I got a one love, you know what I'm saying? Rainbow flag on my shit. Like I completely, completely think these, um, people from the, uh, the rainbow community need to be left the fuck alone and you need to not ridicule them. Um, I think that, you know, sexualizing kids and that, um, uh, drag queen shit, et cetera. Like, even if it's a, even if it's a straight, uh, strip tease, even not even a drag tea, drag queen strip show, but a, like a, if you took your kid to like an actual strip club and they were like five, seven, what you should have your kids taken away from you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like don't sexualize the fucking kids. Keep that shit out of it. But that's not all LGBT people. In fact, I regularly frequently, um, you know, retweet and, you know, admonish people from this um, organization called Gays Against Groomers. There's a lot of people in the rainbow community. Not all of them are coming after your fucking kids. That's just fear mongering. But there's this group called Gays Against Groomers and they are gay parents, etc. where they are not, they do not fucking support that shit at all. A lot of these gay people, they, you know what I'm saying? They want to adopt kids. They want to let them grow and figure out who the fuck they are, etc. But they want to give them a good upbringing. And these, you know, they have their heads screwed on tight. And what's happening is there's a lot of sensationalism, but you definitely should follow that group. It's called Gays Against Groomers. You know what I'm saying? Not all gay people are trying to come after your fucking kids. Not all trans people, whatever. Um, unfortunately, though, these, these fucking people should be mad. I think you should, instead of demonizing LGBT com community, I still think like if a drag queen sees a fucking child in their show, um, and they don't tell them to fucking leave, that's a pot, that's a piece of shit. But, um, also who should also be getting equal amount of fucking, um, 
hellfire is these parents. The parents, I think, are more guilty because they so badly want to be identify as an ally, like that they're willing to expose their kids to shit way earlier than they than they should. And it's it's fucking crazy. It's um um almost Munchausen's by proxy like. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, there's this group called Gays Against Groomers. You know what I'm saying? You can't demonize them, uh, uh, um, people from the rainbow community. Uh, there are some very irresponsible fucks who, um, their sexuality is the only thing that's part of their personality. I mean, and like, just like that person who pulled, uh, that, that, that trans woman that pulled her, her titties out at the white house. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't just go to the White House. You can't just go to the White House. You got to pull your titties out. Why? What does that mean? What does that mean? Your titties are out? Like, no, you're you're not a very classy girl. You're not a very classy fucking lady. So there are people who don't have their shit screwed on tight. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, you know, those people are not representative of a whole community. Those are just fucking people with their head not fucking screwed on tight. I mean, seriously though, you, yo, I'm going to the White House. Like, I better pull out my fucking titties for my follow. Like, what are you talking about? I'm glad she got banned. Real talk. I don't care who you are, straight, gay, whatever. But, anyways, Texas has got the ban on the sports. They really should come out with like an unlimited class. I feel like that'll solve the problem. Unlimited class. And, you know, males, females, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe it'll be like the Stanley Cup of sports. You never know. I think an unlimited class for sports uh, should be a thing. They should give it a test run. Do you know what I'm saying? And then maybe, you know, um, we'll start seeing, you know, who's who. Maybe some of these, um, if an unlimited class happens, there will be also male athletes, trans female athletes, female athletes, etc. And then all of a sudden these trans female athletes um, will understand they're not the most powerful swimmer. Maybe they'll want to do an unlimited class. Maybe they'll want to stick to their birth. You don't know. But I think an unlimited class is a way to start that and see what's going to happen. Um, here's a... Uh, speaking of uh, someone pulling out their their uh, fake boobies. Um, a Japanese company, speaking of plastic and silicone. A Japanese company is uh, called IHI has developed the first plastic magnet prototype for high-speed motors. What does this mean? It means that they found out a way to take magnetic powder and, in, and, and marry it with injection mold plastic to make the magnets and the metal parts 50% lighter, reducing the need for um, high concentrations of rare earth minerals, which we learned from the Joe Rogan show, that a lot of rare earth materials are extracted using slave labor. And the, the, the efficiency of these motors um, goes up by 50%. So this could change so many things, man. Plastic magnets. It's crazy. It's crazy. This could change a lot for electric cars. Um, it could make electric planes a reality because there's less weight. Uh, so it's kind of a huge thing. It's actually been described by many people in the engineering field as breakthrough. So, you know, who knows? We could be seeing some pretty, like 
buying an EV now versus buying an EV in like 2030, I feel like it's going to be a totally different ball game, especially with this kind of new technology since those electric motors rely on magnets. So that happened. Uh, the UPS strike. I know I mentioned this before, but now they voted that they will strike on January 31st if their demands aren't met. Some of the demands they want, they want air conditioning in all the trucks. They don't want to have any heat-related uh, deaths or uh, 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 injuries, etc. on the job. And fucking A, right? They should have in those big brown trucks. They should have AC and all those things. I can't believe that they didn't. I didn't know that. They also want profit sharing. Because believe it or not, since COVID, since everyone had to stay home and now people have been trained to shop more online, which is even why like Walmart has a major has a large majority of their parking lot dedicated to drive up and pick up because they're trying to compete with Amazon because everyone's shifting to online shopping because we had we were forced to for three years. Um, UPS is seeing their 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 profits soar. And those worker and their workers, their union workers, they want to see a portion of that prof- profit. And why shouldn't they? They're working class people and they're making a giant megacorp extremely rich. And they're being a little bit overworked and they want their work conditions to um, um, get better. But why this is an important story for you is if they do strike in January 31st, a lot of people don't know that UPS is responsible for keeping about a one third of the U.S. economy moving. That's huge, huge. So if there is a strike, it's going to impact all of us, all of us. It's going to be a big deal, a real big fucking deal. So let's hope that doesn't happen. And I think that's pretty much all the news for this week that I thought that mattered after um, doing my... um, my aggregation and, and, and curating it. And if anything, what I want you to take away from our weekly shows is to remind you that it's not red versus blue. It's not black versus white. It's not LGBT versus breeders or you versus your neighbors. It always has been the haves versus the have nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusion. Time, trust, and tenacity is the only currency. And if the wealth gap is going to widen and the elites and, the, and our, our masters are going to keep us poor, let's be a poor that they fear. My name is Stephen Beckman. This is the Mesh News Debrief. And I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. This is my United States of whatever. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before they get better. Yeah, whatever.